0: Oh Back, we'll come back next episode. Episode nine. Mm-hmm. We're moving right along with the episodes. Yeah, guys. We got a few
1: more <laughs> before we take a hiatus.
0: Yeah, take a quick little mini break and then come back. Um I think we decided that we won't make it like yeah a whole As long season. as we did the last time. Yeah, we're just gonna continue it. Um but anyway well, we're gonna
1: did we? I don't know. <laughs> it's okay. We'll talk about it after.
0: Okay. Um. So yes, I hope you guys watched and enjoyed the pet peeve episode. If you haven't caught up on any of our episodes, if shit, if you're behind on episode one, I don't know what else to tell um, you.
1: Um, you're not our friends. You want you got, you got beef with you're us. You're not
0: trying to. You're not trying to go through your uncomfortable stage in life. That's yeah, why you're not you don't want to take accountability
1: and talk about your traumas and be vulnerable with and his. see yourself in us in our fucking growing processes right like our growing experiences but it's okay everyone does it at their own time but Mm. for now we are children and we need to be validated so i need you to like subscribe comment hit that bell notification then that's on youtube but then you're gonna move over to like apple and spotify and you're going to five star and leave a comment yes and let us know let us know and share share it
0: Repost it. Listen, you don't have to repost it on your IG page if it's gonna fuck up your aesthetics. But at least repost it on your IG story, like, yeah, because we know Instagram with the algorithm and all that other fuckery, we get it. But the more likes and shares we get, it it gets us out there. We're we're, you know we're two black women trying to you know get it, get out here and shit. We ain't Breakfast Club. We ain't saying all that, but.
1: You know, I don't want to be
0: bad first club. Nah, not like that. Um, but yes, um, yes. Again, like Jessica said, please like, subscribe, share our YouTube videos for those of you who prefer YouTube, and for those of you who prefer to listen to the podcast, like you said, follow us on whatever. Whatever you listen... Wherever you listen to podcasts... Follow us... Five star... Comment if you're able to comment... Mm. Um, follow our page... If you're not following it on IG... And we're available on Facebook too... Yes... We also are available on Facebook... So... We post on both of those pages... So you get updates... So please follow us mm-hmm. there... So yes... Um, last week episode was fun... I enjoyed it... We did it on Pet Peeves... Well, it was fun... we truly appreciate... Again... Our viewers and listeners... For sharing their Pet Peeves... And whatever grinds their gears... Um, and we're going to continue to try to do more of those type of questionnaires for people to comment. And, of course, we'll always share your answers anonymously mm-hmm. unless you say in the comment, like, hey, share my name. That's the only way. But we're not putting people's names out there. It um, yeah. will always remain anonymous. Um, just want to jump into our topic.
1: Yeah, because I have plenty to add to this conversation.
0: <laughs> so this uh-huh. week's uh, topic of discussion and I know my Haitian people. Yeah, I think a lot of our a lot um... of us. But I know my Haitian people. For we have felt this because Haitian parents are something else. But a lot of children of us born here.
1: So, children of first generation immigrants. Yes,
0: we feel your pain and we understand it. And we're gonna yeah. jump. A, we're not gonna be able to get to everything. And again, like me and Jessica always say, we're speaking on this from our own experience. Yeah. So we're not speaking on other people's experiences, okay? This is our own experience, so don't jump down our throats and say, you know what? That's but wrong. I'm
1: I'm almost certain that our experience is probably everyone watching. Yes, anyone who is children, a product of first generation immigrants, yep. know the struggle. Know the struggle. I but I I will say just before we get into it, I prefer I I couldn't see my life any other way. No. It's literally expanded me into. I didn't like I it growing
0: up Because I didn't understand it Now that I'm older I, mm-hmm. I, I love the fact that I come from A family of immigrants I come from both parents Not being from here mm-hmm. And I get both worlds hmm um, and I'm gonna try to uphold that even when I bring my children to the world. Yeah. Even though I'm slightly more Americanized, I speak hella English mm-hmm. more than I do Haitian Creole, but I have a balance of both. That I mean, even with my great nephew, sometimes I say certain
1: things to him in Creole. Okay, so we don't. talk. If we're talking about great nephews, this. <laughs> uh, my nephew, my great nephew, who's also my godson, is nonverbal, mm-hmm. but he signs. And he understands. He does sign language. He understands um, English and Creole. You can ask him anything. You can talk to him in any language, and he'll truly understand what you're saying. Um, and I think that's pretty dope. Like for a child to be nonverbal and um, and, still and still understand three different languages is like that's
0: dope. crazy. I love that. Um, so.
1: <laughs> it's to the point now we have to spell stuff out because he knows what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> like legitimately, like a whole conversation will be like, Can you go get the I C E C R E A M out of the F R I? Like it's just too much at this point. It's a whole task <laughs> to have a conversation with my Being niece, sneaky. with my nephews. And- yeah.
0: <laughs> um, so I wanted to start off with the first generation child part was um <clears throat> For me, I'm coming from a Haitian household, even though me and Jessica kind of share similar things. Because it's like sometimes Cape Verdeans are one in the same way mm-hmm. Asians, even though there's a vast water separating yeah, us. Yeah,
1: no, it's the same. It's the same. Be doing the same thing. So, I promise you, everything that Peggy is going to mention today, I've experienced.
0: So the first experience, right, I do have older siblings, but they were living in Haiti when I was born. Mm-hmm. I did not... My first remembrance of knowing them, like actually remembering, um, was when they came here. I remember me and my dad, and I believe my mom came too. We got on a plane to go get them. Um, it's a whole paperwork process, of course, to come mm-hmm. here, you know, get the visas, the green cards, all that other stuff. Um, I remember going to get them. I didn't know my niece. Me and my niece are three years apart. So when I say my niece has a child, people look. Because, you know, the assumption is your niece is usually young, a little kid. Mm -hmm. They're not old enough. I'm like, my niece, we're three years apart. But for the longest, I thought she was my cousin. So I was Mm -hmm. telling people, oh, that's my cousin. That's my cousin. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until, like, it it got explained further to me. Like, my older sister is my Mm -hmm. sister. I have three brothers, and then I'm the last one. Mm -hmm. Growing up in a Haitian household, at one point, back in the 90s, we are all living in the same house. And I didn't really, like, it wasn't until, like, my mother started to get hip, like, Haitians don't do snacks. What what is a snack?
1: A, snack? <laughs> you a full. It's a full plate course of food. Meal. Full course and a meal, and it's very starchy. Very starchy, like heavy.
0: spaghetti. It's <laughs> spaghetti. Okay, okay, first
1: off, can we talk about the spaghetti, the Haitian spaghetti? So my Haitian friend had made it for us one day. I was in Florida. It was a group of us, and we're like, oh my god! But she made it super early. But I'm like, I'm used to that because you know my mom will cook dinner at eleven. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, this is breakfast. I was like, for who? But then I'm like, why is that any different from my mom refrying rice and beans with a little bit of onions and putting an egg over easy? It's the same shit. It's starchy. It's heavy. And I think the reason for that is because they had to eat. They had to consume a massive amount of food because they were out there farming. They were I mean, out there in uh, the sun. Well, we went to
0: school and stuff. So yeah. And like, has, for pretty much
1: all day. Exactly. And of course... <laughs> They eat fresh food. They do a lot is of everything's fresh yeah. out there. So it's traveling it's with one. it is not it's ideal. Not a thing.
0: So I didn't grow up my parents making spaghetti f- for oh God, breakfast. It's so good, so but good. it would be be dinner for us. But then I would warm it up for breakfast. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me growing up, certain things that I thought was weird. Like okay, I know some Haitian people are gonna be like the fuck are you really haitian i do not like legume i'm a texture child i am i even like that shit i'm a texture person so for me i've as a child i already struggled with eating vegetables and then the vegetables are cooked I've in a certain y'all. way that it's like mushy for me so i never liked it like even carrots like i like my carrots fresh like so crunchy. do you like
1: uh, uh
0: um i do because it doesn't, it's, no, soup jumu is not laden with spinach or anything like that. Legume is spinach, cabbage, all that into one. And it's, I know, but it's mushed together. But soup you're jumu, saying, like, soft
1: veggies are not your No, no, not no. With the soup
0: jumu, like, potatoes, you're always going to boil potatoes. You don't eat potatoes hard. Like, I can't bite into a potato mm-hmm. like a carrot. Like, mm-hmm. carrots, I don't mind them roasted mm-hmm. and, like, sauteed. Mm-hmm. But when they're boiled, like when you're doing legume, it's boiled. It's when they're stewed. Stewed. Yes. It gets super mushy. Like soup jume, I avoid it. I don't really eat it in a soup jume. I skip over about eat the potato, I'll eat the pasta the pasta in there. Mm-hmm. I'll eat the oxtail. My mother throws oxtail in there. And I have moments where I'll still eat it, but the legume, the vegetables get super cooked. Before it actually gets served to, as opposed to the soup. Because with the soup, my mother always make the veggies to the side and then throws them in last.
1: Yeah.
0: As opposed to legume. Everything gets cooked separate, but then they get dumped and they get so much heat added onto it by the time. It's like, to a certain extent, it loses nutritional value because it gets overcooked to a certain extent. I never was a fan. Growing up, I always liked bouillon. I started to like it in my mid-teens. I hated it as a child for some strange reason. I don't know why I hated it as a kid. I just ate the pasta and the potatoes. But as I got older, I'm like, what, give me give me all the bowls of soup I love that. Um, So my mother used to say, oh, you're an American child. You don't like nothing that's good for you, nothing. And I'm like, I just don't like it. And having the food being shoved down your throat yeah. wasn't helping. Um, Being told you got to sit at the table until the food's done. You know what my father used to say to me? <laughs> And I told him, like, that threat was not good because that fucked with me mentally. This is what he say to me if I didn't want to eat. He like, I'm going to say it in Creole first. So he would say literally, if I don't eat all this food right now, I'm going to die. you telling this eight-year-old this? So I'm saying they're crying. You know when you sit there and the tears have to go down here, and you're like, mm. As I got older, I think earlier this year, I said, Daddy, I don't understand why you used to tell me, oh, if I don't eat this, I'm going to die. He's like, I don't know. I just trying to make you eat because you didn't want to eat. And I noticed every child has a phase where they don't like to eat the things that they're supposed to eat. They want cheeky nuggets. I never <laughs> cared for chicken nuggets. But my father used to say, all you eat is junk, junk food. That's all you want, junk, Burger King with junk. But I really just wanted the chips, popsicles, like typical kids. Yeah. We like sugary shit. High in salt. High in salt, sugar. high in sugar. You know, it's being advertised as yeah. heavily. So, and, you know, we didn't have access to organic foods and stuff. Like, everything is coming from somewhere else. In yeah. Haiti, everything is farm fresh. Like, the last time I went to Haiti mm-hmm. in 2014, <laughs> literally, It was when my grandmother passed in 2014. And I remember eating a fried egg. The fried egg. They even taste like the fried eggs here. Was it good? it was good
1: and you know so what's so funny i have a problem with fresh food so i remember one thanksgiving my mom had a f- live fucking turkey
0: my mother had live turkey one time with live chicken i'm like i don't think we're supposed to have
1: this here <laughs> we was playing with it's it illegal. <laughs> it was in the basement we were playing with it oh my god yes <laughs> my mother had it in and the basement. my mom just was like pop and i was like okay well, i wasn't was not there i didn't to. see that but I and knew then she the, the them. smell that permeated the kitchen It's a different smell. Like fresh meat is definitely different. different. And I was not prepared for that. And I was upset because I don't give a fuck what anybody else says. Thanksgiving, I actually enjoy turkey. Me too. I don't know how everybody else's turkey's prepared, but mine's just like, y'all y'all Sometimes didn't let it, it could be dry. Yeah. It. Y'all overcooked it. That's why yeah. it's dry. You over here scared mm. to cook turkey now you done dried it out. But <laughs> um I've truly enjoyed turkey and Thanksgiving. So I was upset. Like, you're gonna bring this live turkey to this house, kill it in front of us, defeather it and like boil it alive. It was just it was too much, and I was just like, "I'm never fucking eating that shit again." So I like my shit's packaged at the grocery store.
0: Well, we're city people, so we're not used to things being farmed in front of us. I remember going to Haiti and seeing a goat get killed in front of me, and the craziest thing—the goat knew it knew. That literally
1: brought like chills to
0: my body. And it, like, but the, here's the thing, though. The thing with being in the islands, though, when you own those farm animals, they kill them in the most humane way. As opposed to here, we don't know how they, they're they packed in these little factory places. That in Haiti, the animals are not packed. They roam freely. Like, literally, when I was in Haiti, I saw goats roaming free, chickens. I'm mean, not telling my dad, like, no one's going to snatch them up. He's like, if someone snatches them up, they're stupid. But the animal is owned by someone, but they let them roam free. Mm-hmm. And they know when to come back, which is crazy. Like, they know when to come back home. Like, dogs roam free. Like, Straight dogs is normal in Haiti. They have owners. They let them roam free and they come back. I think in any country.
1: Because when I was in Aruba, I was sad. I was like, yo, these dogs are just out here roaming the streets. Yeah,
0: they roam the streets. No one bothers them. They get whatever they need throughout the day. And then there's homeless ones, but then there's most of them. The owners let them. They have homes. The owners let them run free and then they come back. Um... And just chickens in the yards roaming free. Like, they literally are roaming free. No one's, they're only in an enclosed space so that they don't run out on the street and someone takes them. But they have free range to run everywhere. So the animals not being tortured, they're not in enclosed spaces. Like here, farming is set up differently. Mm -hmm. Like, animals are meant to be slaughtered. They're cramming them in small spaces. They're, like, on top of each other. Back home, they don't have that. They do not have that. So the animal is free to roam. And the person who owns that animal chooses if they want to have that animal for dinner or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. But there's more plant-based diets in the islands than there are up here. Yes, we're getting more evolved and we're realizing consuming animal products is not good. But also have to understand that a lot of the reasons why there might be health concerns in the islands in probably Cape Verde a lot of it has to do with american consumption stuff products being sent over there because my father said growing up and they didn't have that access. didn't have all that even when his parents well grandparents were alive they didn't have all that everything fresh it's coming here or american consumption being sent over there like people feel the need that they have to get bigger they're drinking all this soda and the um and to my amazement, in Haiti, a lot of the sodas, they're still in the glass bottles. It tastes so much better in the glass bottle. Even though I'm not saying go drink soda, guys. Sodas mm-hmm. ain't all that good for us. But it tastes way more refreshing than it does in the can, to be mm-hmm. honest, or the plastic bottle. Um, but growing up, the my parents knew a little bit of English. You got to remember, my father told me he came to the States in 82. His first place of landing is New York, Brooklyn. A lot of Haitians have landed in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And then eventually he came to Boston. He realized there was a huge difference between Boston and New York. Mm-hmm. New York is always on the go, hustle and bustle. It's Boston's still like right yeah like,
1: now, but it's, there's, more, there's more space.
0: Yes. Um, but the 80s, Boston is different now. My father said Boston in the 80s looked hideous. He said it was ugly. Honestly, he's like, it looked ugly to him compared to now. Now with the developments and reconstructing Mm. seaport so he said he's seen seaport get built up in front of him the whole big dig situation Mm. he's seen all that um my mother came to the states in the early 80s but she were she was in florida she said she was in florida um honestly you remember I think I had a conversation with you and my other friend. We was like, "Why couldn't our parents pick a different place than Massachusetts to have us?" Honestly, I would prefer that my I'm actually having my parents they meet in Florida because Florida is really ghetto, mm-hmm. and we see all the craziness that's taking place is in Florida. Mm-hmm. But I would have preferred if they met somewhere else besides Massachusetts and like not where? Florida. I personally, I I like, um, somewhere with happy it. hours and more fun with black people.
1: D.C. Okay, if my parents met in D.C., bet say less. I'm obsessed with DC. I, DC. I almost moved there, but it's, things happen. It's the shit. But no, yeah. um,
0: growing up, I remember my first bout was in kindergarten. When my grandmother started coming to the States to stay with us, I started learning Creole a little bit better. So mm-hmm. I would go to school saying those words that I learned, and I was getting in trouble because I was saying, I wasn't speaking English. I was getting in trouble for not speaking English at school because I'm learning a new language and I want to share it. Um, so it wasn't curse words. I was not saying curse words in school. I was just saying random stuff that I was Mm -hmm. learning from my grandmother. And my parents always got a phone call like, Peggy's doing this, Peggy's doing that type of thing. Um, as I started to get a little bit older, I started to rebel a little bit in the sense that my parents were strict, um, more so my dad and my mom. I think my mom just followed along with my dad, whatever my dad said. And I remember I got to a point, I'm like... You ain't even, you ain't going to man up in front of my dad. You always say no because of him. Like, why could you say yes for once? Um, they're a little bit more strict in a the sense. There's certain things I couldn't do. And I remember in one of the episodes I had said, like, my friends, they got to a point they knew not to ask me to come out yeah, because they knew the answer was, gonna no. was like, going to be no. Because my mother was like, you going to, so no, stay here. You have a you have a bed here. You have a home here. Like, why do you got to go to your friends? I was like, oh, my God, I just want to have fun. And. And it was that battle with, like, you know, our, your job is just to go to school. Go mm-hmm. to, it's literally um, the three concepts in a Haitian household is church, school, and home. Mm-hmm. Literally, the three L's in Haitian curl. Those are the three places you have to be. Anywhere else, you're in trouble. So I remember one day, <laughs> I told my parents they were school. And there wasn't school. But the thing is, not all BPS schools were closed. It was just my school because my school that day had a professional development day, but everywhere else was open. One of my father's little Haitian cabbie friends saw me get off the bus. And I was going to hang out with my boyfriend at the time. And I had just gotten the cell phone. My mother left fifty million messages. The first messages started with like Peggy. Say mommy. And you know, they like to say, it's mom. And I'm like, I know it's you. Like, you don't got to tell me it's you. And then as the messages kept coming, it became more threatening. (laughs) Like, where are you? You're supposed to be in school. Someone said they saw you, not where you're supposed to be. Oh, my God. And... I think that's another thing that we don't have in our communities anymore, like where another adult can check on your child in an in endearing way, not in a weird way. But mm-hmm. like, oh, I saw your child and your child wasn't where they're supposed to be type of thing. And that adult not being scolded for checking in like, yo, I saw your child here. I think
1: that's a um, Caribbean culture thing, because in k everybody watched out for each other's kids. hmm. So if you have seen your kids were are not supposed to be not supposed to be or doing what they're not supposed to be doing, we hold each other accountable because I right. expect the same from you. If you see my child acting out, you better let me know. Mm-hmm. And so, I personally think it's snitching, and you just want to boast about how your kid is great and this kid. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to hate that. Yeah, um, I think so too. But they come off of like I have great intentions. I want to make sure your daughter is safe. She's safe. You don't say her get off the bus. She's mm-hmm. fine. So, the thing is,
0: I ha- I don't know what lie I came up with that day, but all I know is I went to bed. My mother got off of work. This woman opened up the door, and I'm pretty sure today, if I was to say that's what she did, she'd be like, oh, no, not me. I didn't do that. She dragged my ass off the bed. My bed was kind of high. So, I felt... <laughs> Mind you, you know how old I was at the time? I was... 15, at least. No, I was already 18. No <laughs> one was fucking me up, <laughs> <laughs> didn't do anything about it don't you dare i mean i remember the one time we all know the stories where your mother is beating you and you kind of like move away from her and the story is oh she hit me mm-hmm. you better come get your daughter or come get yep. your sister she yep. attacked me and it's like i moved away from you I yeah blocked like your hit. i am that is a natural reaction like i blocked your hit i i, I had a reflex i blocked your hit and mm-hmm. it gets twisted in the sense that you beat them up mm-hmm So, Jesus himself has to come save you. Um, My mother did that so many times. And, you know, me and my mom bumped heads a little bit more than I did with my dad. I think the only time as a teenager my father, like, mushed my forehead (laughs) is when I got in trouble middle school. Mm -hmm. This is seventh grade. This is when we weren't even in the same classes at all in seventh grade. And Mm -hmm. me and this boy was passing notes, and the teacher took the note, read it to herself. Luckily, she didn't read it out loud. And she said, oh, I'm going to call home. So I was hoping and praying she didn't call home. Man, listen, the whole weekend goes by. No one says anything to me. So Sunday, when I was like, oh, we need to talk to you. My heart is beating, palpitating, like, oh, my God. Because I'm thinking, like, I'm out the clear. Like, the teacher didn't call. I get schooled. I get yelled at, oh, well, we don't send you to school to, um, to be talking to little boys and blah, blah, blah. And I think I was in my dad, and he just went Meh, to my forehead. I was like, I couldn't even I was like Jesus And these are the moments where I was like Oh my god I can't wait till I turn 18 I can't wait till I'm old enough <laughs> So I can do whatever I want I'm tired of them telling me what to do Tired of telling me no 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 no. But at the same time like I do understand like Their strictness was to protect me Did they protect me from Out, out of harm's way from a lot of things Yes and there are things I felt like They overdid it where you had to let me Experience and make those mistakes but in the Haitian household, the moment you fuck up, they say it's your friends. Mm. Your friends are the reason why you did what you did. It's like little did they know I'm the one that says, let's do this shit, guys. Let's fucking do it. Mm. And they think it's your friends. Your friends are bad influences. Don't get trusted There are friends who are bad influences on children. Don't I'm not gonna say that it's not possible. It is possible. But I don't think my parents trusted me enough to believe that I was i had some level of maturity about Mm -hmm. myself that i wouldn't force allow someone to force me to do something i didn't want to do because a lot of the stuff i the moves that i made as at 16 17 is because i wanted to do them and i wanted to see like i want to be independent you can trust me i can go to work come home at a reasonable time like i had to literally plead my case as to why i needed a curfew at like 17 18. my parents did not believe in curfews like what was that You go to school. You go to work. You come home. Like there's no curfew. What's that? So like when I see the newer generation Haitian parents like breaking away from what their parents Mm. used to do, I love that. Like you give your child the space to do these certain things. And like me and Jessica always said, our parents were raising us the way they knew how to raise us back then. Remember, we're '80s babies, so a lot of this open and expressing your feelings shit was not happening.
1: Pandemic, they probably saved us from so many. A lot of stuff. So
0: have to understand, like, there's a lot of stuff they saved us from. But as we got older, we realized, okay, that wasn't a healthy way for them That's to do it. it. So, like, how these kids are able to, like, express their feelings to their parents. Like, mom, you made me upset. I couldn't do that. We did yeah. that. It was seen as a sign of disrespect. First
1: off, if she's talking, it, it's not a rhetorical question. Like, I'm whooping <laughs> your ass if you say anything outside of my, yeah.
0: And don't you dare call a, a, a foreign a foreign parent a liar, even though they are lying.
1: Yeah, They are lying. Yep. They're yep. lying to you.
0: <laughs> but you can't tell them you're lying because you're going to lose all your yeah. teeth. All of it. Every single I one think,
1: of them. Um, I think for me, being a first generation uh, immigrant child, child, being of, being immigrant a child parents, of immigrant yeah. parents, um, the one thing I hated the most was reading mail. And Every no. day you come home, it's, can you <laughs> read like this? They're, they're, rough, they're rummaging through the mail, like read this. What is this? It was to the point where I would tell my mom it was it was um, junk mail, and it could have been her her insurance. It could have been <laughs> you could have fucked her over. <laughs> I don't know, but like I'm ten years old, and you want me to read this college level mail from your from your clinic or not from your clinic, but at least from your. Insurance, Mm. I don't know how to even, I don't have the words to like translate that for you.
0: Insurance, my mother's insurance confuses me because, like, guys, here's another thing as we're getting older. You thought insurance applying for I think applying for insurance through your job is easy, but yeah. trying to do it with Medicare, Medicaid when you get to certain, it's the most confusing thing ever because it like they have you A, B, D. It, they they want you not to get insurance, mm-hmm. so it's confusing. So there's since my brother, because that's why I told my mom like, look, you have to assign all your children a mm-hmm. specific role. You can't have too many of us touching everything. I'll handle the house stuff like I pay someone to clean her home. Between me and my sister, we'll take her to whatever store she needs to go to, and then when I'm off on vacation, I'm pretty much her chauffeur to the grocery store, to the mall, whatever. I said, let okay. my older brother handle the insurance stuff, because he worked in the insurance um, company before, health insurance company, so he knows the ends outs. Let him handle it. My other brother, the middle one, he takes her to her appointments when we cannot bring mm-hmm. her. He handles that for her. My uh third oldest brother one I follow right after. He handles the technologies of his She have it and shoot her TV. Sometimes he'll come fix things. He's a handyman. Yeah. man. So I'm like, we you can't have all of us doing it. That's everything.
1: literally the setup for my family. You have
0: to because it gets confusing, especially as they get older guys, mm-hmm. and I and that's the thing that was discussed when I was at my friend's little shing dig. We would just end up talking about our parents. It was like we were such, we're such, we were such in we rush to get older, forgetting that, and it's not our fault too, cause we're yeah. young. We didn't realize as we're getting older, we're rushing to get older. Our parents are getting older, so then in a sense, we become their parents. Mm-hmm. And then you know what's so crazy now? My parents coming to me, me, for advice, like. Oh, so we were gonna do this. I'm like, y'all didn't want to listen to me when I was growing up. When I was telling y'all, look, y'all should try this. Like, my mom, child, child, what do you know? She
1: damn, she'd be damned if she asked any of her kids for advice. She don't ask y'all. No, no. (laughs) She talks to her sisters. Like these, and then the the little one, the youngest one, who's like in her sixties. Well, she's she's like the fireball of all the sisters and. She was set shit on fire. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, that's exactly how our setup is. When my mom got sick and she was in another hospital, one week she was in, one week she was out, and it was just like, she. we found out she had like congestive heart failure. We just found out all these things mm-hmm. and we were divvying up the time like, all right, you go Monday, Tuesday, I go Tuesday, Wednesday, like, you know, whatever. So she's not alone and she has someone there to, to advocate for her. Mm-hmm. Um, we realized we weren't communicating with each other. Yeah. And so what one doctor told me, I didn't communicate to my brother who's coming in after me, and he's oblivious and confused as to what this doctor is talking about. Right. So uh, at the time, my brother, it was like a blessing in disguise almost. I mean, granted, nobody wants to be laid off, but he was laid off at the at his job, and so he had the time, and we couldn't afford any longer to continue to take time off of work. Right. We're like, okay, I still have my livelihood. I'm mm-hmm. trying to figure out, like, I've done ran through my... Save vacations not not even that but like my vacation time like i don't have the luxury to just take more time off <clears throat> and so my brother took the responsibility of handling all of her medical stuff so he, he he's constantly emailing back and forth with her doctor he with his eyes closed mm-hmm. the smell of her medication he could tell you what it is and mm-hmm. what it does and how much she takes that's good um i remember one time i was over there watching my great nephew and my mom had like a bloody nose like randomly she took showers she to go sit, lay down and her nose was just gushing and she mm-hmm. takes blood thinners so that's mm. fucking scary shit so my brother comes in calmly opens the door he's like hey can you get mom like a, an outfit together um she just has like blood all- like calm he, she has blood on her top and i want to make sure that she goes in with clean clothes and i was like this is me what do you mean she has blood like what's happening what, what's wrong with you my mother's looking at me like bitch relax um, Your yeah, brother got it? I'm the
0: total opposite. And then the, mm-hmm.
1: the amblym the amb- come, because <laughs> we can't just r- drive her to the hospital, because this lady taking
0: <laughs> blood in em- is the, you know how Crow got you? Amblym gets me. <laughs> Somebody called the lamb <laughs> The man's just laying right there. Emblem. He needs some milk.
1: Um. <laughs> so my brother, the you know, the par- 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 paramedics. I said pan- panorama. <laughs> I need to stop drinking (laughs) Um So they come upstairs And they're talking to my brother He is The rundown Like he already knows The questions before it's asked And He Her pocketbook Has her charger for her phone Because now we can't You can't go With the person Mm -hmm. So my brother Is like Making sure her phone Is fully charged And if it's not She has a charger So that he can just call her And put Put him on speaker And they have the conversation Uh All her medications He has a piece of paper With all of her medications when she takes them, how much she takes, when she started taking them. Like, it is detailed, and I couldn't thank him enough. He, don't play about my mama. Like, her like her health has been A1 since he's taken over. She rarely goes to the hospital now. If anything, he pays attention to her behaviors. Like, if she's starting to look more fatigued or if she's starting to feel a little weird, emails a doctor, hey, I don't know if this medication is working out for her anymore. This is what I've noticed. Let's figure this out. Um, my older sister took her in um so she can enjoy her retirement and her pension and all that so she stays with my sister rent free um and then my little sister takes care of all her finances and make sure that that's in order and make sure that you know she's on her stuff and all her life insurance or whatever Mm -hmm. and then there's me you know just dishing out money whenever she needs it (laughs) i'm just i'm the atm when it comes to my mom I, okay, so with the financial
0: part, with, like, like life insurance, my, my older brother handled that. So he handles the life insurance and the health insurance stuff. because mm-hmm. I'm like, that stuff is confusing as fuck. My, my parents, they share an account, so my father makes sure the bills, he, he sat, I remember seeing him sitting down and making sure they separated the bills that were already paid for mm-hmm. health stuff, bills that need to be paid, calculating it, when they're gonna pay it next time. So my father
1: handles that with her. Mm-hmm. Um, So the, the part with the medication piece, and, like... The, the reason why I was... Because you had mentioned how your dynamic of your family is, and I was also including mine. I wanted to also say that because when you are, have immigrant parents, the the conversation of um, elderly homes and putting them in nursing homes is not sense. a conversation. You are taking care of your parents. They will hate you. You gotta forever. rearrange your life. They will hate you. You will. They will put voodoo on your ass. Okay, like they will you hate you.
0: You don't do that. You You don't
1: do that. So we have to take on that. I wouldn't say it's burden, but it's an added pressure to ensure your parents' safety. It can. It can be
0: depending on their health situation. If it's a situation where they cannot be home by themselves and you cannot afford to take time off, because how is how are they going to stay in this house if I
1: can't pay the mortgage? You know what I mean. And And honestly, I don't know this to be fact, but from my observation of american people white black whatever like born here no immigrant parents no experience with like mm-hmm. parents and family members from another country they don't have that pressure to my knowledge anyways i don't know that like from what i've when i what i've observed
0: mm-hmm.
1: especially because my sister is an at-home aide it's a lot of white people that are in these nursing homes yeah and their kids just like come once a month if that um if that and that's a big if they communicate more with the the aid than they do the parent, mm. um, and I just find that very strange. Mm. I don't think, I think it's because I know better. I would never put my mom in that situation or my dad for that matter. Um, but I want to know what the thought process is to be like abandoning a parent who took care of you the, your whole life. Mm. Why can't that be reciprocated? Like, why is that not like the an only understanding automatic I have with elderly you?
0: people being there? Elderly who don't have children. Or the children have passed away and they don't have anyone else in their Mm -hmm. family. I understand them going there because obviously if you
1: don't have kids, no one's really there to take care of you. But even then, my aunt has no kids and we take care of her.
0: Well, that's the thing. Maybe if the elderly that's there don't have kids and either most of their family members have passed away, or some of them probably was the only child and Mm -hmm. they don't have anyone, so they prefer to be in that space where someone's watching them 24 hours. They get food. Mm -hmm. They make sure they're taken care of, and it also depends on their mentality because with dementia and Alzheimer's, that's a whole different ballgame. I was going to
1: say that, too, only because that can be very consuming. When my grandmother was deteriorating in health um, and she was living with us, it was just taking a toll on my mom. Like very stressful. She's like, I can't take care of five kids, well, all these kids, and, and take care mother. of you. And then my sister at 10 years old was administering her insulin and all this stuff. I was bathing her at, like, so if my sister was 10, I was 14, 15 years old. I'm bathing my grandmother. It was a lot for children. We couldn't be children because we were taking care of my grandma. I was like, all right, we got to do something. But it's the abandonment. Like, once they're in the nursing home, you have no more communication. That's my right. biggest thing. Oh, like you barely see them, yeah. They so, used to go see my grandmother all the time. But, yeah. So with that um
0: so everyone being assigned a certain role as we got Mm -hmm. older and i i definitely need to have some conversation with my mother because i'm like i think my niece made her do a health proxy so so my niece is a nurse so i i tell my niece hey you deal with the medical aspect in the Mm -hmm. sense that for her appointments in a sense Um, And double checking with the doctors I am familiar with medical verbiage To a certain extent I I did nursing for one semester And I did laboratory science To a certain extent The only thing with laboratory science is You're looking at under a microscopic level Mm -hmm. I don't actually see the human all the time I'm just getting their lab work right Mm -hmm. And I end up dropping out of that but I still remember some of the scientific stuff. I don't remember everything. But for her, she's still in it. She's mm-hmm. a nurse. She works in the hospital. She works she it on a med surge floor. She sees it. I, like, hey, let her handle that stuff. Um, so it's another thing too, and it's like, some Haitian parents, not all. Some when they see you're getting older, you're more responsible. They're like, okay. Some of them like things that you never would expect your parents to do. They're or, like being more open with you mm. and stuff like that, that they weren't doing because they felt in their minds like certain things, us as children, we weren't supposed to know. Yeah, but then my brother Which was is saying, fair. I think that's true, it's fair. But my brother was saying, like, hey, yes, we were young, you could explain everything, to us, But as we got older, we you guys could at least explain to us certain things about our family history because honestly, I don't know my full family lineage from my mother or my father's side, so mm-hmm. I just know my grandparents. On my mother's side, I know my grandmother on my father's side. I never met my father's father. Mm -hmm. Never met him. Supposedly, he saw me as a child, but I never saw him. And he died before I even became older to understand anything. So, need to understand the lineage, not just from the slavery aspect Mm -hmm. of it, but just to know, like, okay, my grandfather's father, father, whatever. Like, all that. So, my mother started to explain what she knew. But we have to understand, she said, culturally... Older Haitian parents from her parents when they were younger, mm-hmm. and then her grandparents—they didn't discuss family lineage like yeah. how at least here in America with African Americans here you can like do um, ancestry DNA, you could do all that for Haitians. I think it's probably you can. A for Haitians because a can. lot of
1: things is not super public record. We found like well, my cousin did the twenty three and me, and it's at it's pretty fucking accurate because she didn't know one of my cousins actually did the test. And this is our first cousin. Like, there was no conversation. She was just like, I just want to do it and see what comes up. Mm-hmm. And it matched her with my cousin. He was like, oh, you have a first cousin that lives in Boston by this name. And so she hit him up and was like, hey, did you do the 20th? He's like, yeah. She was like, it literally showed your name mm-hmm. as a first cousin. So it, it can give you, it, it showed us where we originally originated, uh, where we originally originated from in Africa. Um, it showed a lot. I actually want to do it. We should do one. I don't, I don't want to mind
0: doing it's. It's the it's the um. Companies that's probably owned by a white person creating a DNA sequence to tell me where they think I'm from. Where I already know life, human life but started it's, it's, in Africa. But for me. What
1: convinced I'm not gonna lie to you. What convinced me was them listing one of our first cousins as her first cousin without any knowledge. Without any conversation, without anything, they probably saw the matching blood types. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they both sh- we sh- we are first cousins <clears throat> on our mom's side, and they can only get test your like your mother's from side. your mother's side. Yeah, yeah. A, a lot of things come from our moms. So mm. like,
0: <laughs> this is what I remember from my science major: mitochondria DNA is the only thing you get from your mom. So God forbid you end up missing, and supposedly yeah. God forbid they find your remains, they if your mother's still alive, they'll. Take your mom's DNA mm-hmm. and try to match it with yours to see if it's you. Um, you mm-hmm. don't get it from your dad; you get it from your mom because have given birth to a child, the child is definitely literally worse. sharing
1: the same blood. Literally, literally,
0: um, flesh and bone uh, from your
1: mom. I think we we started with like the the trials of being first generation children. You know, we always go on a tangent. Um, We're gonna, refer but back. I really want to go into like the pros of that. We're bilingual. Yes. We about- not and
0: then the. The, here's the crazy thing though. we're fortunate to be bilingual there are but there are some people who and my parents like kind of opened this up for me. <clears throat> mm-hmm. They said that in certain instances, even in Haiti, you have parents who are embarrassed with the Haitian culture, especially back I'm gonna give you the context here. There was a time period where a lot of people were were afraid to say they were Haitian because Haitians have a history of being mistreated mm-hmm. a lot. Yep. Right? Yep. So and I already know why. Okay, yeah. till this day. Till this motherfucking day. Till
1: this fucking day.
0: You have powerful countries who still cannot believe or fathom the thought like a little old island We've with tried all to these oppress them
1: so much slaves. so many times. What do y'all know? And they still thrive. And y'all
0: got rid of the French army, the most powerful army at the time. Yeah. Y'all got rid of them, y'all booted them out and y'all gained your independence. How mm-hmm. dare you?
1: And yeah. then you get rid of our it's, money. Like, a, it's like a uh A generational curse, legitimately.
0: Literally. So, um, you have... So, in Haiti, um, you can speak French or Creole. Mm -hmm. And we all know a lot of our patois, Creole, some of the Spanish that we speak, is the derivative of whatever our colonizer was speaking. So, if you speak Mm -mm. Spanish, your colonizer was from Spain. Mm -hmm. You speak Haitian Creole, your colonizer was French. Mm. You speak English, the patois that... People from Barbados, Jamaica, Trinidad and Tobago—your colonizers was Great Britain. Mm. It is that's what it is. Yeah. They came in. We end up speaking their language, and then we remixed it and made it made Your our own, own language. language. Okay, we made our own language. Yeah. So, my thing is, there are people who are denying their children to learn Creole. They wanted to speak French because French was more. Professional, more appropriate to speak. And then some of them, once they got here, the parents that got here, they learned English better. Mm -hmm. They only spoke English with their child. So there are Haitian people growing up that understand Haitian Mm -hmm. Creole. Like they, you can speak to them Creole, but they won't reply in Creole. They reply in English. Their parents weren't speaking Creole with them. My parents, especially, um, You know, English was my first language. I understood it more than Haitian Creole, but as my siblings started coming here to the States and my grandmother started coming here to the States more often, before my siblings started coming here, I started catching on to Haitian Creole words. And now I speak Haitian Creole. May, it's not going to sound like the person that yeah. speaks Haitian Creole from Haiti. Mm-hmm. And even when you're in Haiti, depending on what region in Haiti you're from, your your Haitian crowd sounds different. different, just like in America. You're down yep. south, your English sounds yep. different for someone who lives in New York, right? So I, I grew mean, up people denying themselves from being Haitian because of the backlash they would face, and it's very unfortunate. Now it's like you tell someone you're Haitian. I don't take offense to the whole black rice. Like, oh, you got that black rice. It's like I don't carry it with me. But it can be cooked, That's it can the same be done. way
1: when I tell them I'm Kate Brady like, so you got, you know how to make hot chupa? No. I don't even Do ask that
0: because I don't even know what cup of chupa is.
1: I but I want I, some. I feel some type of way that you even said that out loud, but I'm going to leave that alone. I don't know.
0: You never offered. As my K Brady friend, you never cooked it for me. I don't cook that shit. That shit takes forever. Mm-hmm.
1: No. I'm First off, the closest thing to anything Canadian is rice. That's the only okay, thing I... Okay, I
0: remember you made, or your mom made the rice for me for an event, because I remember coming to your house, and you offered me rice and some meat, and I was like, oh my God, this rice is so fucking My mom's mom.
1: rice, and I, I will put up anybody to this. My mom's white rice. Bruh. It's, like, not even fucking real. Like, and she does it where her eyes closed. Like, we have been try, We just, like, watch intently. Like, all right, she did a little bit of that. She did a little bit of this. Okay, I can do it. That shit is the worst fucking rice you would ever try. If you try to emulate my mom's rice, it just never will work out. And so when we ask my mom to do it, she does it, like, in second. Like, it's just boom, 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 boom. Oh, yeah, because they've been
0: doing it since they were, like, and two. And it's perfection every time. It <laughs> tastes been, the same listen, every our, time. our Haitian mothers, Haitian, elderly, whoever foreigners they've been cooking those type of meals since they were yeah. like two so, i mean i
1: said it in oh, i don't know what episode but my mom was removed from school to help with the household chores and so she learned cooking at a very early age and she cooked for the whole family like that was her task she yeah cooked for so everybody. they've been doing
0: this since they were young yeah. Us it's like later on and so even with the rice thing i know a lot of people say you know what I don't know about Haitians, but y'all got the rice down pack. Like y'all with the rice. Yeah,
1: I I, I agree with with that. With
0: the rice part. I mean, I love the rice. I'll eat all types of rice. But the thing is, for me, the pros with it is being able to be bilingual. And they said... The way your brain works when you're able to speak more than one language is very amazing. So don't let anyone belittle you for knowing another language. Especially these racist Americans that be like, oh, speak English. I'm like, sir, your English is not even your own language. So shut yeah. the fuck up. Because yeah, yeah. American English is a mixture of German, um, a little bit of French.
1: It's like Don't get this history. She just started teaching history.
0: You know, so your your own language here, supposedly, it's like... It's not even yours. It's not even yours. So shut, shut up. Like some Haitians will say shut up. So uh, they don't say shut up. Haitians <laughs> don't say shut up. They say shut up. So um, be proud of being able to speak another language. Yeah. I never was embarrassed to speak Haitian Creole to the point where... You ever, like... <laughs> I fucking hate when people say, you can't write in, say something in Creole. Sir, my brain needs to, like... Process, because it's not going to... Yeah, I get the same thing like, oh, you Haitian? Say something in Haitian Creole, like...
1: It took me a while to believe that she was Haitian Creole (laughs) because the Haitians I seen did not. She didn't fit that that like look, that aesthetic. But this is me being ignorant. My I know I have a shit ton. of I have more Haitian friends than I do any other fucking race. I promise you. And I was just like, I don't believe she Haitian. The same way people when I tell them I'm not Spanish.
0: People thought she was Puerto Rican. Yo, legit- your Puerto Rican
1: friend, I'm like, she's Cape Verdean. She's not Puerto Rican. She's <laughs> going to be mad when she hears this. <laughs> I used to get so mad, like, with the, like, where I work, I work in property management. So there's a lot of, like, um, Spanish-speaking um, cleaners, and they will legitimately get upset because I'm telling them I'm not Dominican, I'm not Puerto Rican, I'm not anything and it's like, no, you have to be. Like, they swore up and down that <laughs> I was um, swapped at birth at the hospital. Like, I'm not my mother's child. Um, they they don't believe my mom is actually K-Verdian. They think that she's Spanish also. Like, okay. So she came from DR. Spain. She came from Spain. If you're saying she's yeah. Spanish. Yeah, she yeah. Came from Spain. She, she came from Spain. And then she, like, you know, did a layover in k and then <laughs> <laughs> came over here. That's what you saying, <laughs> Um, but yeah, I used to I used to always fight like I'm K Verdian, I'm K Verdian, I'm K Verdian. And um people would legitimately tell me I'm wrong. Like, yeah. That's just crazy to me.
0: I got told I was everything else but Haitian. I was told mm. I was Honduranian, yeah. I was Bayesian. I this, thought you were
1: Honduranian. I lie.
0: never was exposed to anyone from Barbados, so I was I didn't even know what a Bayesian person was. Mm. So I was told I was
1: Jamaican. I'm like, what? But Peggy looks just like her mom. Just like our mom. Your it. mom? I don't see it. She has the face card. Like, mm-hmm. she didn't age. I <laughs> mean, mm-hmm. Every time I say it, I'm like, that's Peggy's mom. I know her because <laughs> I've seen the picture all the time since Peggy was a baby. Uh, and the, the only pe- person that's grown up is Peggy. <laughs> <That's it. laughs>
0: so the thing is, it's like being able to translate and be able to speak another yep. language. I have, due to me being able to speak Haitian Creole, I have helped other people that don't even know me in the street. Like, I remember standing in line at the post office and this lady randomly turns to me. I guess she just assumed because she, at that point, she was like, whoever can speak Creole will answer me in Creole. Mm-hmm. She turns around and says, I forgot what she asked from Creole. And I answered her. I was like, no, this is the, mm-hmm. we need to look for that. She was like, you know, Haitian, all the Haitian people, when you help them, they're like, oh, bonja benu. God bless your heart. God's going to bless you for okay. helping them.
1: Okay. Let's take it one step further. Mm-hmm. A Cape Verdean friend, you meet, like for us, mm-hmm. and I'm, I don't know if this is the case for you, we're such a small island. It's ten, 10 small little bitty cracks of a piece of a, of I an still island. One, it's like It's like salt bay. I'm just mm-hmm. like, all right, we'll just see where these 10 land. And every time you meet another Cape Verdean, they're like, and it's the older ones. They'd be like, who's your mother? Who's your father? Where are they from? What island? What did you, did you visit? Oh, I know your mom. I know your dad. Me and your dad used to play soccer. Like, it's a spiral conversation. <laughs> like, I don't even know what you're talking about anymore. And then when I tell my dad, like, hey, do you know this guy? What does he look like? What did he say to you? What's his name? And I'm just like, no, we're not doing this. It's always, they're always trying to find some connection. Mm-hmm. For instance, my sister's baby shower. The parents of the two people expecting the child, so my sister's boyfriend, well, now fiancé, and my sister, their parents haven't met each other. So Mm -hmm. um, we introduced my dad to the mom first. I was like, oh, this is so-and-so's mom, blah, blah, blah. This is our dad. And then we like, dad, this is his dad. Mm -hmm. And he was like, abo? Meaning, like, you? Like... (laughs) And then he was, and now panic, sheer panic on all of us. Like, oh my God, please tell me they're, they're not related. They no, 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 oh. no. Please tell me they're not related. Because that's a, that's a, and K-Verdians can say this. That is our biggest fucking fear when you're dating somebody K-Verdian. Are we fucking related? This is why I don't date K-Verdian, man. <laughs> because I don't even want to go through that trauma. Like, no, 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 I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. So we find out later that they're just childhood friends that grew up in the same, like, area. Um the fiance of my sister he, his grandmother was like the, the the village nurse like she took care of everybody mm. and so they, that's just how they knew each other and so we were like like it was literally like sweat like hold up this is why y'all need to learn your ancestors and you need to learn your lineage and you need to learn all of that and i feel like it sucks for us because a lot of that it has been deleted from our from our from our it's not our fault, cause you gotta remember. It isn't. No, but I feel bad. you to remember, for
0: us. there's a stretch of time where the stories that were told was by word of mouth. Like I spoke it, and you spread it. You hopefully remember. You bring it down mm-hmm. the line. It was. It's. It was a crime to know how to mm-hmm. read and write. You mm-hmm. know, so I mean, it's not really our fault. It's really. Sugar. I don't necessarily get that, but when people find out my last name is Valsy, they're like, "Do you know Jessica? Do you know Jessica Valsy?" I'm like, "I don't
1: know. Like, I didn't know the Valsy last name was even." Popular, popular, yeah. Or popular. Because I, I don't think I know any other Haitian with the last name Valsi. And the
0: thing is, w- the funny thing is, most of my close friends know that when they hear the name Peggy, and someone says Peggy Margaret, <laughs> they be like, they you know there's only one black mm-hmm. Haitian Peggy with no fucking middle name. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing with our culture. The older Haitians didn't give us middle names. Nope. If you had two names, that's because they called you Paul or something. or yes. your <laughs> name is Jean Mac or something. But if you're just a regular Haitian, your name is just... First, last, that's it.
1: <laughs> okay, do you remember the old mass health cards? So, my dad wanted to do the tradition of all his kids' names tied with a J, mm-hmm. but my mom was the other moms didn't want to follow that tradition for whatever reason. So, my mom is Jessica, John, Juanita, J. But on the old mass health cards, it would just give you the initials of each child's name. We don't have middle names. So, it was JF and a set of numbers, JF and a set of numbers, JF and a set of numbers. A set of numbers. <laughs> and it's like, I'm like, oh, Jessica has an appointment. And he's like, which one is Jessica? She's like, I don't know. Just just look it up. Figure it out. <laughs> I don't know which one is which. <laughs> it yeah. was so bad. And I'm like, can we just have a middle name? Like, I get, I used to get jealous when my friends. would be like, oh, my middle name is such and such. Yeah, you know? I used to be like,
0: I wanted a middle name.
1: That's my, my middle life. name when is I JF. When I do have a child,
0: I will give them a middle name. So, Because yeah. you can switch it up. Like, I want to go by this name. Mm-hmm. You know, it's still part of your identity. Yeah. Um, Aside from speaking, um, speaking another language, I like the fact that you get to experience both cultures, mm-hmm. like the American culture and the culture that you are raised mm-hmm. up at home. Like, yes, like I said, there's certain dishes in the Haitian culture I do not like. Just like there's certain dishes in American culture I won't touch because mm-hmm. I'm like, no, yeah. that's a hard no for me. But I like the fact that there's certain things I didn't like growing up because I didn't understand it. But as I got older, I love. There's were certain able to things, in, it. yeah, certain things. I most Haitians do. Like, I kid you not, we have. There's a, there's a big ass... I'm going to create this th- thesaurus in my mind. This big ass thesaurus, right, of just black people in general, no matter where we're at. Mm-hmm. This big ass book. No matter where we're at, we experience the same thing. It's just that the language is different. Then you cut through another chapter in that book. You have, um, depending on where you're raised, if you were raised in some part of Africa or being a black person being raised in America, being a black person being raised in the Caribbean Islands, South America, Europe... <clears throat> That's that culture because mm-hmm. my ethnicity, yes, I'm Haitian, but nationality American because I'm born here. So I'm dealing with those. I don't ideas.
1: follow those rules. I, I
0: know you don't follow those rules, but to I'm literally, Canadian. literally breaking it down, like with as Black people, we have so many identity though. Yeah, depending on when you're where you're born, you have mm-hmm. your nationality where wherever your parents mm-hmm. had you at. So me, I would say, oh, American because I'm born here. My ethnicity is Haitian. My race, what the box they created black. is black. So as black people, we are not monolithic. Like we have so many labels about us mm-hmm. besides the skin tone. You know what
1: I do now with any job application, with any anything, anything related that has the questionnaire of what's your race, what's your ethnicity, what's your nationality. Mm-hmm. I always put um, other, or I put I don't know, or prefer not to answer mm-hmm. because you're not about to use me. As, as your, your data. As your data to say, here's all the black people. We have twenty we went up twenty percent and the twenty percent is the one people. person they hired. <laughs> Jessica. <laughs> we're not even gonna go there. <laughs>
0: yeah, we're not gonna get go there. That's a whole different uh, yeah, episode. Yeah. But um, yes, I do understand. I've been low key trying to like um I've applied to a job where I purposely put on white. You mm-hmm. don't fucking know. Peggy Volsey. How more white can you be? I purposely <laughs> put white. on Peggy. Yeah, I put white or I put undecided uh, un, i prefer not to answer yeah. just to see are you gonna really take the time to like talk to me get mm-hmm. to no man's individual and not label yeah. my race I, you know race is not important but why is it on the application why no. is it on everything that we have no. to apply for but before we go on a tangent the other thing with um us dealing being the first generation of um children of immigrants is like the culture clash like there's a part there's a space where you want to do the things you're that you're are always friends.
1: in conflict. You're like, always in
0: conflict. Your parents are like, you see, you know, when you have kids here in America, I used to hear this a lot. You know, American culture is what's messing y'all kids up. Y'all want to do this, that, that. I'm like, honestly, there's more exposure now than there was when we were growing mm-hmm. up. Okay. Mm-hmm. The things my parents, my parents
1: were worried about me watching
0: music videos, women with their ass out. Mom, it's on the internet now. You can't hide Not nothing. only that,
1: but it's like our culture dances and it's like a lot of like, Closeness.
0: That's just how the culture is.
1: The wine fine up the hips then, then, and the but, ass shaking. But then they Yeah, that's like that's like far past our ancestors. Like yes, that is that's always so been original. it's
0: just that American culture sexualizes it. No. Well, yes, that's true. It's been that's sexualized. So it true. makes it seem as though like all black and women do want to twerk. I'm like, well if you go through all history, farther back. No, they put that stigma
1: there so they yes. can so they can um conform us yeah, into like they put us in this box. I think th- the space between being an American child but having um, immigrant parents. The problem I always find is... Damn, what the fuck was I about to say? It was something about getting in between, like, the culture classes. Um
0: Keep talking, it'll come back. No, me it's me not see. coming back. Is it, like, trying <laughs> to find... You... The thing is, I... F- oh, wait,
1: sorry, I found it. It came So, our immigrant parents knew four walls. This is how you act. This is who you're representing. This is all you're going to be exposed to. And this is where you're going to stop. We're exposed to so much. I feel like our parents wanted to keep us in that four walls of like, this is how you're supposed to act. This is your purpose in life, regardless of how you feel about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? Like, I, I I kind of feel for my parents. Like, they only know what they know. And they don't even know all of the all of the things that are out here that is available to us. Mm-hmm. And they, but they don't, I think for me, it's like, if my mom knew, she wouldn't put me in that four wall. But also remember, the homeland they're coming from, they, in certain circumstances, a
0: lot of our, the thing that people have to understand, when our parents left their homeland, it's because
1: for better circumstances, because mm-hmm.
0: trust and belief. Trust and belief. They it's-
1: understood that there was better options here, but they didn't understand how much and how, like, their th- idea of success is two percent of what what's out there but not even that
0: if if there was the space for them to be successful Mm -hmm. back in their homeland a lot of the immigrants that are come coming here to America they would not come here Mm -mm. they would stay where they're at and produce and do well in their country if how many immigrant
1: people do you know work their ass off here but then they build their mansion and (laughs)
0: Haitian (laughs) Haitian all Haitian 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 children know
1: our Haitian parents never have money but then when you go to Haiti they have a whole house waiting for you Whole mansion. Whole mansion. Chicken's run aunt out. Had They got a servants. better house than she's ever had here. You got a house. house is insane. Like, when I tell you, she pulled no stop. Like, she was like, I'm going for the jugular. I want the best tile. I want the best dishwasher. I want the best stove. But mind you, she was over here in a two-bedroom apartment, like living They all,
0: they never have any Lajan. But the Lage <laughs> go straight to Haiti. Oh, sending something exactly. to Haiti. Yeah, I don't have any Lage. I'm, I'm like, you do, but we we just came from mm-hmm. Haiti and literally I was sleeping comfortably. Mm-hmm. And there was
1: AC. Right.
0: There was AC. You know? There so there
1: was a running washer and dryer. We don't even have a, we had to go to the laundry, man. Exactly. So my thing is don't let these people in these apartments in these smaller apartments with 10, ple- t- ten plus people fool you. They're stacking My uncle built a, a house. It's so massive that the front of his house is a bar. <laughs> like, get a drink before you step in. <laughs> enjoy yourself. It's a whole bar. Like he has his business in the front and <laughs> personal shit, his home in the back. Like crazy,
0: crazy. And you know what's so funny too. A lot of times, this is what people fail to realize, some of um, immigrants that come here, they leave for political reasons. So maybe there was not enough to go around. They have to come here. And also, some of the immigrants that are here, some of them were doctors, lawyers, or whatnot, back home, but due to the standards of America, it's like, oh, no, it's not enough. So you have to go back to school. And school's fucking expensive here. It's almost impossible. It's it's impossible. So they do the jobs that most of us would even do. So I would... Fuck someone up to disrespect my mother for being a, a certified nurse's aide because that person you're making fun of is a person that's mm-hmm. wiping your grandmother's ass mm-hmm. that can't get out of bed. You know, my father was The a one cab. that you're
1: too busy to take care of or call exactly. or my anything.
0: father was a cab driver for years. I think he started like the late eighties, ever mm-hmm. since I was a child. Um it finally was told to me like he, a couple of years ago that he almost lost his life due to this job. Okay. I, won't go de- I won't. I won't go into deal detail with it now. Yeah. But he almost lost his life because I remember asking questions. When I saw a scar on his back. I'm like, "Where'd you get this from?" He never would explain it to me until we got until I got older and it was explained to me. So yeah. that's another reason why he didn't have any more children because yeah. he didn't want to leave my mom with more children to take care of if he wasn't going to be here. So that's why I'm the only child from my father. But um, my mom was already married with, with my four siblings yeah. prior to meeting my dad or whatever. Mm-hmm. But that is a whole nother story. But a lot of times people like are quick to uh, frown uh, against uh, immigrants saying, oh, mm-hmm. they're taking a job. Shut the fuck up because the jobs yes, that they're taking are jobs that you don't even want to do. You don't even do. look at. There's a whole worker shortage. Those people that you were saying was taking your job, where you at now? You ain't applying for these jobs. No. So shut the fuck up and stop complaining. And It's due to ignorance. A lot of it's ignorance. Yeah. And listen, when someone's speaking another language, naturally they sound loud because I've heard my mother speak creole and I'm like why are you so loud but it's just how it sounds because mm-hmm. if it's a language you do not understand it sounds loud for me mm. the fact that I understand both languages it sounds loud to me there's African Americans who are fucking loud and I understand English yeah. and I'm like how yeah. oh, loud as fuck Yeah. naturally yeah. as humans if we're gonna be loud we're gonna be loud white people can be loud too mm-hmm. don't, don't my look-
1: mom is the only person I know she's super soft spoken but if she needs to get her point across she'll, she'll elevate her voice but it's, it's like at this level it was like a softball. Well, but well, that's tape. because she always got gossip, so she's whispering something. <laughs> Did you know? I'm like, so, speak up. <laughs> my
0: thing is, is like this country was built on immigrants. Okay. This country, this country's not owned by anybody except for the natives that yeah. are, are, are that were supposed to be here. That's it. Yeah. No one owns this country. So any white person in the feel talking about this land is our land. Who's land? <laughs> this land is
1: our land. Whose land?
0: <laughs> Please let me know. Cause some California. of the some of the the yeah. towns in Massachusetts are is not American. It's literally pulled from Native American tongue, and you guys <laughs> remix it. Massachusetts is a Native American word. It's not even white, but okay. okay digressing, then. History teacher. but um, okay. having to translate for them, oh, the culture clash. Hate we went it. over that. Having to translate, and I it's like certain so words are not words. translatable <laughs> yes. from English to Creole, Creole to English. <laughs> so you gotta,
1: you just kind of like, and we a... be
0: winging it. I swear to God. So especially as like. So, middle elementary school, I don't remember translating too much, but middle school and high school, I was still winging it because this thing, I was like, I don't I don't know, but this is what it said uh, trying to translate it back to Creole. But my father, at that time, he had a better grasp of the English yeah. word than my mother did. So it was yeah. really hard. Like, I think it's, I don't know. What I send you, you know, to school for? I said, you don't understand it? I, I sent tell... you to school, you don't know English? I hate
1: that. That's like, I don't. My mom said it to this day. Like, so what did you go to school for? <laughs> um, but I remember telling, I tell this to everybody because. Being bilingual is so difficult. In middle school, elementary, high school, the odds of you needing a dustpan and trying to transcribe that to your friends is likely never. Mm-hmm. But I was at my best friend's house one day and I was sleeping. And I was like, oh, go get the thing so I can pick this up. It's just like the dustpan. I was like, yeah. And in my head, I'm like, noted. It's a dustpan. Because <laughs> I didn't know what the word was in English. Mm-hmm. I knew what it was in Paralishu. I knew what that was in K- Creole. Yeah. But I didn't know. I was like, I don't know how to tell her to give me the dustpan. But at <laughs> the time...
0: I... <laughs> you know what? You saying that? <laughs> Here's the thing. The Haitian-American urge to tell someone close the light oh when you mean don't turn correct off the me, light because it's
1: close the light i don't even want to hear it <laughs> don't correct me
0: because in creole Cause that means we, you're trying we, to correct my creole, we say feminine yes. tv feminimia, means yep. to close but in english you say turn it off yeah right you turn yep. off the tv you don't close the tv you don't yep. close the light so there are times there were even times that people pissed me off and my haitian creole slipped out i said a few words in creole and i'm like I know the problem. like, what the fuck did Peggy just say? And yeah. I didn't cuss him out. It's just that you pissed me off that my brain switched off and started saying it in Karell instead of English. And I mm-hmm. know I'm speaking to someone who only speaks English. Yeah. And it happens. Like, sometimes your brain mis- misfires. It happens. So, but that part, I be like, I remember one time my friend was like, close the light. I mean,
1: I mean, turn it off. You know what I mean? Turn it off. <laughs> I just wrote my eyes like, but you know what the fuck I'm saying. But
0: it's still the thing. I'm telling you to turn the shit off. But yeah, it's happened so many times. So it's like, but now like What's me
1: another I- word? Ugh. <sighs> Close, close the light is definitely number one. Close the TV, close the light, close the stove. Oh, what? Close the stove. Oh, wait, no. Turn I said open the, the TV
0: by accident because in English you say "ouvert" and Creole you say "ouvert TV". Yeah. So it means to open, but in Creole it says you say "ouvert," but in English you say "turn it on." Yeah. So yeah.
1: I- <laughs> open the TV. <laughs> I'm I'm not changing that. Like if I say it, do not correct me because. You're telling me that my... You're, 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 it's like you're correcting my ancestors. At this ancestors. point, but anyone who's following good.
0: our podcast or listening, and anyone who knows us, you know we come from foreign households, yeah. and it has slipped up. It don't happens. be
1: fucking cute trying to correct me. because You it's mean, not
0: like... but you know what I mean.
1: Don't you mean... Bitch, you know what the fuck I meant before I... <laughs> don't start with me. The,
0: and the craziest thing, too, I've had people say, you speak pretty good Creole, but my Creole is Americanized. Like, yeah. I sound like those people that be learning Spanish, and they still have the English-American accent. Like... Yeah. Gassias Denada. <laughs> like I sound like that to Haitian people who are naturally yeah, born in Haiti yeah, and too. they speak Creole hardcore and they're like me too. A, here comes this American and I'm like My sister's
1: the only one that can like speak it and no one correct her. Like fluent K Radians will be like, Oh, okay, she's she she's speaks good. Creole. She's I'm good. like we grew up in the same house. How do you have the how do you have better vocabulary than our lingo.
0: Okay, prime example. My niece, born in Haiti, but she left Haiti at the age of three. She speaks Creole, but I've been told by people who hear both of us speak Creole that I speak Creole better than she does, and I I only step foot in Haiti periodically. I don't go in Haiti. Is it because
1: her mom obviously speaks English, right? Her mom speaks Creole with us.
0: But she doesn't speak English? She speaks English when she's at work. Oh, I don't know that. But we grew up in a household with people speaking Creole all damn day. You know, part of it, too... The other thing I just learned by taking a um ESL course for my for for teacher purposes. Mm-hmm. When a child if not even a child, when you come to when you go when you migrate to another country under the age of twelve, by the time you become an adult, you tend to lose the accent of your yeah. homeland country and your English or whatever language you're speaking there is a little bit better. But when you come after the age of fourteen, the accent never goes away. I was yeah. wondering like some people How have the I, accent, some people don't. It's the, do way you think the I the an accent. Cause some
1: people say I have an accent. I have an. Accent.
0: I think I'm so used to. I don't know. I I caught myself a few times. I've heard myself like, ooh, my little Haitian Creole accent's coming <laughs> yeah. in a little bit. Little
1: Haiti came out just uh, a little, just a little, little bit.
0: bit. I think. I don't know. I would have to think back. I don't think so. Maybe I'm yeah. used to the way you talk. I don't. Maybe. Know. maybe.
1: I mean, for someone who does who isn't bilingual, maybe they can hear it a little more. Yeah. Like k didn't stretch out their words. Like God, oh. like we say that a lot. Like this, like. But i
0: doesn't... thought i'd do it i thought i'm like oh my god i do that I no we know. put the
1: uh at the end oh
0: haitians okay stop
1: uh, like <laughs> it's so annoying
0: haitians add they try to put every letter letter you see every letter into the word so
1: <laughs> but see that's why i can read our i can read our language better because how it sounds is how it's spelled
0: so with haitian curls the same way see
1: See, this is what I was to say. So can't be way. putting silent S's, silent L's. Silent L's. Xylophone
0: <laughs> with an X. It sounds like a Z. This is why it's confusing to children. <laughs> especially, xylophone. Especially
1: immigrants who are trying to tell the language. Like, xylophone, Z? No, x? C? Okay, so, so <laughs> this is so sidetracked, but um, I remember I was r- repeating my email address to uh, a vendor, and as I was going to go, like, I was trying to say X. Some people say X-ray. I said xylophone. And everybody in the office was like, xylophone? Like, yeah, I was like, that's still, it has an X, right? But people don't, not- they don't gravitate towards that word. They gravitate towards X-ray. X-ray. Yeah. And I was just like, that's a cop
0: out. I like. So, you know what I was going to say too? I was going to say like, um. so with Haitians, they pronounce every syllable of yeah. the word. So like, yeah. don't let them try to cuss you out. So, you know, we say motherfucker. They go mud Like, what? Like, <laughs> what? And I remember trying to correct my mother a few times. She said, "Oh, said go class slim So pretty much telling me I went to school just because I'm not too profound in the English language. I'm not stupid. I'm like, I'm not trying to call you stupid. I'm just saying this is not the right way to say it. Or like they try to like they always say your friend's name wrong. Like they always say people's name wrong. I'm like no, that's not how you say it. You say it this way. How would way. they say my name? Uh,
1: Let's see, Je- Je-
0: Je- Je- Jessica yeah jessica yeah, yeah. jessica <laughs> yes no no, someone that says jessica i'm like yes it's jessica I'm um, dying but don't let it be a complicated name that we can probably pronounce what like okay my ex his name was shane my mother mm-hmm. never said the name right sean Sha- sean i'm like what where you get sean
1: from who sean sean no i forgot how my mom pronounced maxwell's name what did she say Matt, i don't even know <laughs> i don't know but i remember uh he goes to uh this clinic and it's predominantly vietnamese um mm-hmm. nurses mm-hmm. and so they go macwell macwell there's it- certain
0: letters in other languages that do not exist in their alphabet yeah. yep. yep so i remember one of my former roommates was telling me how in i think it's the vietnamese alphabet or the chinese alphabet there's not they don't have r's yeah. so if your name has an r it's gonna sound like like she her name was mallory and she said the owner of the lawn, um dry cleaning place that she was working at she's like he never pronounced my art the r in my name so instead of saying mallory he would say malali Um oh. malali and i was like oh okay she's like i never understood why he never said the r and then that and that's the thing like when we take the time to understand why certain names may not be able to be pronounced or whatever Cause we have to understand some certain actual cultures do not
1: have all the letters in the alphabet. Like yeah. we do.
0: So we have to understand that one.
1: I'm going to have to push back on that because I refuse to allow someone to mispronounce my, my name is super easy, but if I had like a very traditional African name, I'm going no, no, to no, expect no, no, that. No, no, shit. That's
0: different. Th- that's different. <clears throat> but you have to understand if the letter does not exist in that alphabet, I that, never know yeah. what it sounds like. That's yeah. different. She, yeah. when she explained that to me, I'm like, okay, I understand now. Cause there's, um, Asian American actors depending on where they're from there's certain words they do not pronounce mm-hmm. very well and it's, some of it's due to the lettering they do not have that particular letter in the alphabet mm-hmm. we have to understand that but what you're not going to do you're not going to sit here and be able to pronounce Arnold Schwarzenegger but can't pronounce a, a, a woman that's from Africa or a fr- or certain part of her Ar- or
1: Roethlisberger or what is what they is? can
0: say all the German names in the freaking book but when it comes to a person who's from Nigeria or um, Ghana they can't say their name right Oh, can you say it again? Like, I, whenever I get my students roster, I have more Hispanic students than I ever did before. I will practice out their names, and I say, hey, guys, I'm going to say your names. Correct me to say your government Government. first before you give me your nickname. Don't give me your nickname. I want to say your name. After I say the name, I say, would you prefer? You prefer your government or you prefer a nickname? Mm -hmm. And I'll go at whatever they say. I'm not skipping over it. I'm not saying, oh, oh, no, we got to learn to try. 'Cause mm-hmm. they only do that to our black and brown people. Like skipping over our names. Our names mean something. It was given to us a. for A.A. Aaron. Huh? A Aaron.
1: You didn't see that skit? No. Keel Pete and Keel or something? Keel and Peel. I Kiel, whatever. It I know. Matter. I know them. I I, uh, I love Ken this and Peel something. When he was at a. a Ron, he's like, My name's Aaron. <laughs> I just
0: snorted, No. Their skits be funny. I like the Obama one he did. Oh, my God. The best because it's
1: so accurate. It's so
0: accurate. But, no, like... Um, and pretty much at one point, we're, we're their ears and their eyes. Mm-hmm. Like, especially if they want us to enunciate certain words. So there's certain things like my my father, both of my parents love watching Family Feud. They love watching Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune because that's how um, they were able to build up their vocabulary. Mm-hmm. Um, my grandfather loves Family Feud. If you, once 2 p.m. hits or 3 p.m. hits, if it's, the TV's not on that, My mother is
1: savage because now you're over here talking, my mom's favorite shows was Three... Um... What's those three um, dumb, three stooges? My father loved that. Bugs Bunny. And (laughs) wrestling. My grandmother loved wrestling. I don't remember seeing, if it's not those two things, my mom was watching novellas.
0: Yes. My mother loved her soap operas growing up, when I was growing up. Mm -hmm. But wrestling, my grandmother loved. She loved all the Steven Seagal movies. A heart, A time to kill We always had that shit Rewinded VHS Playing it over I'm like grandma We yeah. just literally Watched it. Oh and anything yesterday.
1: scary So like the Chucky movie Um Freddy Krueger All I'm that I'm surprised
0: Haitians be like I don't want that Devil movie stuff In this house My
1: mom was kinda scary Now that I think about it She likes scary movies And she liked wrestling And people like inflicting pain on each other <laughs> like that's why she be knocking your ass out when he was going up <laughs> i'm telling so, you she was a fucking monster
0: we are literally us first generation children of immigrants we are their eyes and their ears like certain days they do not understand they are mm. coming straight to us to help them with it even if you just literally show them five minutes ago they are gonna come back again like whenever my mother gives us a, a new cell phone
1: forget about Man, it Every time I point, show point you it's need like, to just like tape the buttons that she's never gonna use <laughs>
0: but no no she wanted an iphone so she got the iphone
1: we tried now, that that didn't work my mom was like give me a I'm phone I'm like you
0: keep bothering me I'm gonna put you on one of the government assistance phones cause you keep bothering you're gonna have to go back to pressing buttons again cause you're getting on my nerves with this touch screen <laughs> like it doesn't it doesn't do that much. you have to apply pressure it it goes with the touch of your finger mom yeah. so my yeah. father he's he's good. good to go with the phone yeah. but um Yeah, we're like literally their eyes and ears Mm -hmm. and stuff. With their
1: voices. With
0: their voices, we have to speak up for them, especially when things are not going right or if we feel like someone's playing them. A few times I had to check my mom, I'm like, Mommy, don't say mm mm-hmm when the doctor is saying certain (laughs) things. If you don't understand it, that's why they have interpreters. So if you have to come here on your own or whatever, say you want an interpreter even though you may understand it but you want to be able to express the pain yeah. that you have so your doctor can understand it because there's certain words missing from your english vocabulary some doctors are hip and honestly our parents will
1: never fucking learn no they're hard-headed they're stuck in their my ways. mom we used to be like you know if you're not feeling well let us know so there was one time she was in so much pain and she stayed up all night she didn't sleep and then it was like eight o'clock when my brother got up she was like hey can you like call the ambulance, because I'm not feeling well. He's like, okay, well, like, what happened? What are you feeling? She's like, yeah, since last night. He said, since last night? He's like, ma'am, when were you going to... You? She's like, oh, you guys were sleeping. I didn't want to wake you up. My mother's waking me up. She's, like, <laughs> she's waking me up. My mom was like, I didn't want to wake you up. And I was just like, what? Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure she made my brother breakfast, too, <laughs> Because <laughs> she's, as she's in her, pain. As she's in pain. Because she gets fluid buildup in her chest. Uh-huh. And so, like, it's really hard for her to breathe. And so she she was sitting up the whole night. She did not sleep the whole night. And my brother's like, Can you uh-huh. believe your fucking mother? <laughs> we be going in on her. And then when my brother puts some, like, restrictions on her diet and stuff, she'll call us. She's like, Your brother won't let me eat, like, flan. And I'm just like, You're not supposed to eat flan. Stop calling me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. And the other thing I wanted to add before we wrap it up is, like, um, <clears throat> Damn it, it slipped my mind. It's like, you're trying to tell them to do things. Like, my mother's good at giving everybody advice, mm-hmm. health advice at that. But I'm like, lady. <laughs> she is the doctor. She's the doctor. Like, she went to med school. She but she's doctor standing malted. here on her feet. One of her foot is swollen. I'm like, you need to sit down. Go take a shower and lay your ass down. Like, it's like, I'm her mother. Like, mm-hmm. and if she's still walking, I'm like, what did I tell you? Like, the other day, I was like, what? Didn't I just tell you to go take a shower and go lay down? Like, literally, she's like, she. this is her. <laughs> Don't let Haitian say this. Let it. Am I the child and you're the mother? I'm like, well, it seems like that. So Lita yeah. is like, literally, wait a minute. <laughs> you think you're talking to? Me? Yeah.
1: So I'm that's like, legitimately like. I'm like, you're not listening.
0: Makes- you're com- you're complaining mm-hmm. about being in pain. You're tired. You're exhausted. Who you go and doing that? Who who are you making feel? Who are good? you
1: proving? What are Points you proving? To. All
0: your children are old, way beyond adulthood. Yeah. They can fend for themselves. I yeah. can fend for myself. I'm not a baby anymore. Yeah. Yes, I am still your baby, but I'm not a baby. I'm 35. Mm-hmm. I can fend for myself. So for you, you're doing all this for who? For what? Take care of yourself first. She never Mm -hmm. learns how to say no. I'm like, you need to start saying no. There are times people where I'm like, no, she's not going to do it. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah. I remember the pandemic. We was like, my mom is very like she's she cannot get COVID like that's just not an option for her and so um they kept her in house lock like you're not going anywhere she's like but I need to go to the bank the money needs to be like how much money do you need I'll send it to you Mm -hmm. there's like oh I want to go to the grocery store what do you need from the grocery store I'll get it for you it was like she couldn't do anything like she couldn't leave the house at all and that's why I did the bedroom renovation for her because I'm like it needs to be comfortable Mm -hmm. um but yeah it's so funny because she's like I I can't believe I'm the child and you're the parent now like Yes, yeah, because you're hard-headed. That's why
0: they say you become a child twice.
1: Yeah. When you're ones. born and when you're about to go.
0: Yeah. So, like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, you're not listening to me. And I'm like, damn, was I this hard-headed? as a kid. I wasn't this bad. No, no, no. I, I was pray. Just, I was just a little rebellious. Mm. That's it. But no, like, love my parents. Did I agree how they were raising me? Not 100%. You know, some of it when you realize, it's like, damn, you you putting all this fear in me not to do certain things has hindered me from doing certain things that probably I would probably be great. I think you're but- working
1: through that. I feel like me, I'm still letting it affect me and control my life. <clears throat> but we're gonna we're working through it. We're getting through it. Humans are work in progress. We evolve. That's the whole purpose. You're yeah. supposed to evolve. If you if you're
0: still trying to use this, use that that's just how I am or use the excuse of something that happened to you when you yeah. were 12 and now you're damn near 45. That's on you. You got to work through your mm-hmm. shit. And there are plenty <clears throat> of resources out here because mental health, we realize it is very important. I don't care what yeah. nobody else says. You can't pray out of your mental health.
1: And Praying this one can one thing help, we're going to do every episode. We're going to mention taking care of your mental health.
0: And did I, I think I said it in the last, not the last podcast in regards mm-hmm. to pet peeves. I think I said it before that. We treat, we know all the other parts of our bodies, like um, the heart, the lungs, their organs, right? We gotta treat the brain, to the organs. This controls everything. This controls everything. So if this ain't right, how do you expect the rest of your it's, body it's to go? It's a trickle effect. The moment this goes down, everything goes down. Yeah, yeah. So why do you think when you go brain dead, they have machines to keep the rest of the body going? Because yeah. the brain,
1: once they let Period. you Period, that,
0: that's a good analogy. You see, so your brain is important. So it's an organ. She's also
1: a science teacher.
0: Once <laughs> <laughs> your brain goes. You the once the the mental part ain't right, the body will follow. That's why when you know mentally ain't in the right space to do anything, tend to that. Treat the brain as that organ. Will
1: rearrange your whole body and how it's structured. Yes. So yeah, I mean, I mean we we are going to digress at this point because. But yes, we are. I'm proud to be a veridian I'm proud to be a child of a first generation immigrant. Um I contribute everything about me, my personality, my um everything, everything about me, the way I I come at, the way I show up as a friend, the way I show up as a sister, <clears throat> uh a daughter, uh a godmother, a uh, aunt. I contribute it all to my culture, my nationality, mm-hmm. and um I couldn't be prouder. I fucking love being k radian um, I would never change anything, and
0: yeah. I you love me, Haitian. Was it a struggle growing up? People bullying me based off of. I my remember destiny? those years,
1: and I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I yes. never, I never bullied you, but I was, I was a child. So.
0: <laughs> no, Jessica never bullied me, but I've. Seen I was people, like, I'm, I'm, I've, I've seen, I seen the I got enough stream. on me
1: for I've y'all to bully me.
0: me, so I need to deflect. <laughs> I've seen the. The shit that people dealt with being yeah. Haitian and you know not looking Haitian and all that. It other was stuff. when we
1: were in middle school. It was the worst thing to be called, like the worst thing to be you're called. Haitian, oh God! Uh,
0: like you're, like you're, yeah, yeah,
1: and English. I'm not even gonna repeat the things that were said um, as we were children. But now I'm like the culture is so celebrated and so like appreciated. One of these those now, like yeah, like I, I mean, all my friends, 90% of my friends are Haitian, so, so. whatever.
0: <laughs> one thing I forgot to mention is that growing up culturally in a Haitian household with the church part Mm -hmm. is like one thing I didn't like about the Haitian church is that as teenagers, I can only speak from the Haitian church I experienced and the ones that the few that my friends told me about that they experienced Mm -hmm. is like always being put down like, oh, you know, the kids are doing this. Don't let them do this. Don't let them do that. If you don't let them do this, they're going to lose the way. But it's like, you're pushing us away. Mm -hmm. And then when you have a pastor that only preaches in Haitian Creole, it's like, yeah, I speak Haitian Creole at home, but when you're trying to have me understand the word of God or whatever, you only speaking in Creole. I don't understand some of the lingo. I don't know the little, you know how in America you have your um, sarcastic sayings? They have it in Haitian Creole. Some of it, I don't get. One, I'm 14. How am I supposed to understand it? So as I got older, I deviated from the Haitian church started going to an American church. I'm like, okay, I understand it now. I get it a little better. Mm-hmm. I get that. Because, yes, I grow up speaking Haitian Creole all the time. But English is the main language for me. That's yeah. what I read. I, I, I write it. I can do anything in English, um, American English better than I can in Haitian Creole. But I love being Haitian. I love the fact that um, our culture is beautiful. We're rich in our culture. I love especially fully understanding that we were the first to break free from slavery and fend for our own. Mm-hmm. And then we have to pay. We're still paying for it till this day. I don't care what nobody it's says. Just France owe Haiti billions of dollars. Mm-hmm. You know, packs. even though I wanted to always go see Paris, France. But France, honey, you're going to have to cough up some money. And I'm Haiti not packs. putting money
1: into your fucking shit if you owe my people's, my ancestors' money.
0: Yeah, that's why I haven't stepped foot over there. So, yeah, France, you owe Haiti money. Pay them their money. America...
1: You another subject. You another
0: subject, because whoo, <laughs> child, America, you in danger, girl. You in danger. You in danger, honey. It, you on fire. Um, But, yes, yeah, I, right. I, I love the fact that even though, like, we experience some of the same things, but, like, certain things are a little different culturally yeah. and stuff like that. And the funny thing is, all the West Indian Islands, plus Africa, the continent of Africa, even here in America, like... We may use different seasonings, but we know for a fact the way we're supposed to clean certain things and cook it, it might be cooked a little yeah. different, a step might be switched, but it's like like hey, I know that dish. Like I mm. remember Facebook had a clip a little sit-in where they had some people from parts of Africa. I don't remember the what country, and they were trying Haitian food. And the some of the wording of the food. They're like, "Hey, we call this this back home." Yes. And it's crazy. It's yep. yep. like, "Oh my god. You know what? Haiti's our sister. I wish I could
1: remember some of the the, the Cape Verdean foods that we have that other cultures eat that I didn't know other cultures yeah. eat. I thought it was just a Cape thing and I yeah. like, oh, okay. They just, just does call
0: it differently and they might use a different type of seasoning. Yeah. But yeah. as always, you know, we got to end um, our podcast That was a episode. lot. It was a lot. But it was fun. It wasn't That's like 30 heavy. years of knowledge. That's the most we know. We know. Plus. This is our experience. Yeah. Um, but we always try to end the podcast, not podcast, the episode with a business shout out per usual. Um, this week's business shout out is, it's a vibe 360. Um, I use this 360. I was dying. I was like, that's before.
1: the quote. No. <laughs> Legitimately. I was like, that's the quote. No, that's the business. I'm shout not out. listening. I'm not listening. So.
0: definitely check her out. She only has an IG page. It's, it's, um, the IG is, it's a vibe underscore 360. Actually, she was at my birthday graduation event. The 360 booth. Dope. Had a good time. It was different from the typical photo booth, taking pictures. So it was different. Um, so I had a good time. So for any events or parties you're thinking of having, check her IG page out. Very, very professional. Very good person. Yeah, exactly. Um, and we also have our quote. Do you want me to read it? No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we are all
1: immigrants, but some people have forgotten that. Yep. Remind yourself. Check yourself. Well, you and like yourself. I said again, in the from the beginning, like, subscribe, click that bell notification, comment. Share. Tell us what you think. Tell us your experience being a first... If you are a first generation immigrant, a child of a first generation immigrant. Yeah. I'm curious to know, like... Do you relate to what we bring, we what, what we've shared because mm-hmm. I'm sure it's we're not the only ones. No, I do, yeah. I know for a fact that's not the, the case. But anyways, we love you guys. Until See next you time.
0: Peace.